First Person Advisors is now a subsidiary of NFP, the fifth largest insurance broker in the world, combining local expertise with access to global capabilities and solutions. Learn more at firstpersonadvisors.com. Wolvenberg wins it. Laughlin is second. Ganassi is third. Kim Ganassi's drive to the top of the auto racing hill started behind the wheel back in the late 70s, early 80s. It ended in 1984 after tangling with Allenson Jr. at the Michigan 500. Massey suffered head injuries and would never race full-time again. He did compete in five Indianapolis 500s. Best finished eighth in 1983, then went on to win the greatest spectacle in racing four times as a car owner, last in 2012. Seattle crashes, trying to make the pass for the lead on the final lap of the race. Dario Franchini got through that, and Takuma Sato... Did not. Dario Franchitti, assuming he can keep those hands on the wheel and the fuel holds up, is about to become a three-time winner at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Nobody hotter than Chip Ganassi Racing and Dario Franchitti, who gets a hug from his father as he celebrates his third victory at the Indianapolis 500-mile race. A fixture in motorsports for more than 40 years, the only team owner in history who have won Indianapolis, Daytona, the Brickyard 400, Rolex 24 at Daytona, 12 hours of Sebring, and the 24 hours of Le Mans. Join me for a conversation with racing legend Chip Ganassi on this edition of the Business and Beyond podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. I'm Gary Dick. You can't win them all? Try telling that to Chip Ganassi. I had someone drop me a note the other day. They said, hey, great job, you know. I said, well, we, you know, we, 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 you know, we would have rather won the race. And they said, well, you can't win them all. And my question is, who, who said that? <laughs> <laughs> Where is that written down? You can't win them all. Ganassi and, has uh, experienced so you, the uh, thrill of victory many times over the years son of a Pennsylvania construction industry giant, Floyd Ganassi Sr. Yes, Chip is a junior. Given name is Floyd. Chip got his first taste of life in the fast lane while growing up in Pittsburgh. He attended racing school during his high school years, took his first checkered flag at the age of 18. Ganassi left the cockpit in 1990, established his own team, went on to watch his drivers win four Indy 500s and 14 IndyCar championships including titles the last two years. He operates just a few miles from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. State-of-the-art race shop is on the northwest side of Indy. And for more on what drives this championship team owner, pleased to be joined by one of the kings of motorsports, Chip Ganassi. And Chip, uh, thanks for joining us, especially uh, the busy month of May. Hello, Gary. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I know right now you are in Pittsburgh at your your corporate uh, uh address there, but uh, get ready to pack up as we tape and uh, head to Indianapolis. That's always got to be a really special trip for you, I I would assume. Well, it's, you know, it's the harbinger of spring, if you will. You know, they say, they say baseball is the harbinger of spring, but I got to (laughs) say, for me, it's uh, it's coming to Indiana, coming to Indianapolis and being there for the 500 and everything that goes along with that. 
Yeah, and everything that goes along with it these days includes the uh, Indy Grand Prix, which is uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, mm -hmm. Talk about, uh, we're heading into the month of May, competition at the the, uh, the Speedway, how, how you're feeling about, uh, about your team and about uh, the month of May in general. Well, you know, I mean, I think we have a lot of momentum coming into May. Obviously, we're at the top of the points right now. We've uh, we won the championship last year, we won the IndyCar title the last two years in a row, in fact, with two different drivers, uh, Scott Dixon and Alex Palou. Palou, was, uh, Palou finished second there at Indy last year in a battle with Elio. The last 10 or 12 laps, they went back and forth quite a bit. And uh, so it's, I, I feel like we have a lot of momentum coming into May. And, uh, you know, I mean, we're going to have we got Jimmy Johnson with us now coming back. And uh, he's going to be on the ovals this year, as you see. And he certainly has plenty of laps around the around IMS. And uh, so we're I mean, we're looking forward to it. And, yeah, you know, Scott Dixon has something to prove there yet. So we have a lot of drivers that are ready. Yeah. How, how is it as as a team owner? Imagine it's a special feeling. You've got veteran drivers like uh, Scott Dixon, like a Jimmy Johnson, new to IndyCar, but uh, a veteran, and then Alex Blue, and and what a talent that guy is. And to see a young guy like that, you know, come up and make an immediate impact, that's got to be, uh, that's got to be a good feeling. It? it really is. I mean, it, it quite frankly took us a little bit by surprise. I mean, the, you know, you don't often have, uh, have guys come along in any sport for that matter, you know, making, like you say, make an immediate impact. And, uh, and he's certainly one of them. There seems to be a buzz. I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm over exaggerating it, but it seems to be a bit of a buzz around IndyCar racing now uh, as we head, you know, continue with the season and now heading into Indianapolis. How would you assess the state of, of IndyCar racing uh, as we sit here today uh, in mid-May? Well, I think it's, I, I mean, I think we're at the beginning of a renaissance period, really. I think, you know, and, and that renaissance probably started with, 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 with Roger buying the Speedway and, uh, and the series and, uh, you know, I think it was under the, the under the, the stewardship of the Holman George family for many years and passed it along now to to the Penske, you know, Penske organization. I think you have that. You have NASCAR going private. I think those two things are, are going to be the impetus in the United States for a renaissance. And then you have you have Formula One. They just had a, a successful event over the weekend in Miami. So I think motorsports is on the uptick. I think it's on the uptick, really. What's the sponsorship landscape? Obviously, these are tough times economically uh, coming out of the pandemic and obviously uh, prospects of recession, all, all those kinds of things. But from a business standpoint, what's the uh, what's the landscape like now for motorsports? Well, I mean, I, I look, I, I think, you know, I think we all came through the pandemic and, and, and things are starting to, we think, we feel like things are starting to free up, loosen up a little bit. People are wanting to come out more. Uh, we're going to be back to a you know a full full grandstand at, at the 500, and at the same time, you know we're we're looking at we're looking at headwinds uh, with, with the economic outlook as of late, uh, with 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 inflation and what have you. But I, I people still want to get out. People want to get out and see events. They they've been cooped up at home for too long, and and let's face it, companies. Companies want to want to connect with those people in any way they can, and while they're looking for new ways to do it all the time, they're not going to they're not going to turn their turn the other ear from from the largest sporting event in the world. 
Yeah, you mentioned Roger Pinsky and certainly uh, an iconic moment, his, his acquisition of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the IndyCar Series. In your view, Chip, uh, can you characterize what that deal means uh, for, the, for the Speedway and more broadly for the sport? And as you mentioned, you got a full house. This would be the first time under Pinsky ownership there's a full house at the Indianapolis 500. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, let's face it, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, Eddie Rickenbacker or Tony Hallman or uh, Tony's family uh, or Roger Penske, these are all uh, uh, stewards of a regional asset, a national asset, and certainly a local asset. You know, I think uh, when you're when you're a steward, of course, you have there's a lot of responsibility responsibility that comes along with that. And, uh, you know, it couldn't be in better hands than Roger. I mean, being the, the, the automotive mogul that he is, whether it's in his car dealerships, his trucking business, you know, and all the, all the sort of offshoots of that and the racing, of course. So, um, you know, I, I, I think, uh, it's in good hands. I, I think that, the state of Indiana, the city of Indianapolis can be very calm about, about what's going on there and, and, and very proud. And I think they can look forward to, to, to some years of uh, a lot of excitement around IMS. No question. Yeah. What, what's your, what's I mean, your place to me, the place here, the last thing, you know, I, I come in from Pittsburgh a lot. And, you know, when you fly into, when you fly into the international airport there, you, you come right over the speedway. Yeah. You know, it just looks different from the air with Roger. Everything's painted up. The grass is cut. Everything's painted, cleaned up. You know, new bathrooms, new new coat of paint. I, I think it's uh, I think it's really something special. Yeah. Hey, hey what's your relationship with with Roger? You've been fierce competitors uh, with him for so many so many years. What's what's your relationship like with him? Yeah, no, I mean, I think I, I think we both understand that, that you know we're, we're we are fierce competitors when the green flag drops. But I think uh, I think uh, Monday through Friday, you know, we have an interest in in making sure the sport uh, continues to grow. Yeah, what and, and speaking of that, kind of looking back uh, to the mid '90s and the high profile split in IndyCar racing with the Indy Racing League. Thinking back to that in the mid '90s and, and what that was all about, you were a vocal, very vocal in that process, as I remember. Looking back now, in, in hindsight, what 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 did that mean ultimately to the sport to go through that? Well, I mean, I you know, you had a lot of you got a lot of a lot of people have a lot of, of strong opinions about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, first and foremost, I'm glad it's behind us. Yeah, I think number one. I mean, I think. Uh, you know, I, I think I think Tony probably had. I think while his uh, his heart was in the right place, you know, I, th- I think he was a, a a victim of some poor advice, maybe along the way, different times. You know, maybe a, a, a cumbersome uh, uh, management uh, team, and uh, you know, I mean, I, I it's nothing new in the business world. It happens every day in, in different companies, and it just so happens this one was in a a business that we all care about and we're very passionate about. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I, you know, I, I think his heart was in the right place and uh, just maybe the execution of it was a little, uh, a little lopsided. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I, uh, so, yeah, I just think, I think he got a lot of bad advice. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you consider Tony a friend today? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure.
Uh, many people people have said that winning indie changes your life. And, and as a four-time winner, as a team owner, how would you respond to that? How, how is how is indie winning indie and being around indie really really shaped your life? You know, it's it's the simple thing. They refer to you as they refer to you as an Indy 500 winner now. You know, it's uh, you know there 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 are very few things that uh, you know they refer to the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers as the Super Bowl winners or the right. you know the uh, you know when you meet these players you know they they uh, it, it probably will it probably will stick with me from uh, from now till my obituary. I would yeah. think someday. You know. It's a great thing. It, it's 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 a great thing. It's a tradition. Uh, it's a it's a it's a historical, legendary place, and it and it's it's true. It it makes legends. You know, again, just the the the, the history and the, the the like I say the you know pageantry, tradition, history. All these words. You know, you you we 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 throw those around in today's lexicon you know but the fact of the matter is there are very few places like the indianapolis motor speedway so i'm, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of it and very very fortunate to be uh, to have the success there that we've had much more with chip ganassi we'll talk the early years growing up in pittsburgh it's introduction to racing doing business in indiana as well that's when the business and beyond podcast returns First Person Advisors is now a subsidiary of National Financial Partners, the fifth largest insurance broker and consultant in the world. Develop your total reward strategies all in one place with the combination of First Person's local expertise and NFP's global resources and integrated solutions. Learn more at firstpersonadvisors.com. Welcome back to the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. My guest this week, racing icon Chip Ganassi. And uh, Chip, uh, we're talking before uh, the break about uh, your, your connection relationship with Pittsburgh. You're a Pittsburgher, grew up there, went to college there. You even, uh, doing some research, were you a part-time owner of the Pirates at one time? I was, yes, yes, yes. What was that like? Uh, Ah, you know, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we had to keep the team in Pittsburgh here, and mm-hmm. Kevin McClatchy came to town, and I was his first partner, and uh, we we did a good job of keeping the team here. But it was time to uh, it was it was unfortunate. I enjoyed baseball, but the, my the one thing I didn't factor in was how much the uh, how much the two the, you know the two seasons overlap each other. Oh yeah, uh, so that was probably a difficult. That was probably the most difficult thing, and uh, didn't have much downtime. So, uh, but I enjoyed my, I enjoyed my my participation for about ten years in Major League Baseball, and uh, I think we, I think we left, we left it better than we found. Good. Hey, hey, what was what was uh, life like growing up in Pittsburgh? What was what was what was your childhood like uh, growing up uh, out in Pittsburgh? Yeah. You know, it was great, Gary. It was, you know, like the the um, you know to have the. Uh, you know, we had a lot of major corporations here at the time. You know, I, right. I was like any young kid. I thought that that my hometown was the center of the earth. 
And right. uh, just like I'm sure many, many people in Indianapolis feel. And, uh, you know, this Pittsburgh was the birthplace of steel. And, uh, you know, we had the, uh, the Super Steelers in the 70s. We had yeah. the World Series Pirates in 1960. And uh, we had the, you know, the Pirates again in the late 70s, you know, with a World Series championship. And uh, so it was it was really a, a you know, we in, in, in Pittsburgh's a blue collar, hardworking, good work ethic town. And, uh, and, and, and when it comes to our sports, uh, you know, we, we, we carry that into our sports. We, we expect to win. And, yeah. uh, you know, that, that ammo of how the Steelers became the super Steelers or the Pirates uh, played, I, I, I think I'd like to, I think we carry some of that, that, that sports uh, DNA uh, in, in our race team. And, uh, and so uh, we're, I'm very proud to be from Pittsburgh. But uh, Indianapolis is my second home for sure. Yeah, so you're doing business uh, headquarters, you would consider, uh, in Pittsburgh. But you've got a major operation, really a state-of-the-art uh, facility here in, here in Indianapolis as well, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Just a minor office here in Pittsburgh. But, uh -huh. uh, yeah, you know, almost 200 people in Indianapolis. Hey, what, what, to talk about doing business in Indiana. And especially uh, not just the business climate, but the, the business of motorsports here. Dozens, you know, several hundred business or motorsports related businesses uh, are here, obviously, in the Speedway. What's uh, what are the advantages uh, or the positives, if you will, of doing business in Indiana? Well, I think you have a you have, first of all, you have a welcoming, a welcoming business minded government. So I think start with that. I mean, and then, you know, layer on top of that, you have this this uh, community of racing that, that, you know, Indianapolis is the, the Silicon Valley, if you will, of racing. Uh, certainly Indianapolis and Charlotte are the two racing areas in the country. And, uh, you know, you have a lot of, of industries that cater, cater to racing and understand racing. Uh, everyone from, uh, you know, suppliers, parts suppliers, uh, you know, chassis, engine people, uh, to, to even to legal, legal counsel or, uh, you know, or accounting firms and what have you that all understand the industry. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not your, your, your nine to five, uh, five day a week, uh, business. And so it takes a little different understanding of, and, and, and that, that, that's very, uh, very understood around, around the circle city there, you know, yeah. uh, they get it. They get it. Yeah. Obviously, motorsports is a business, is big business. Where, where did you get your business acumen, if, if you will? Was it your dad, who was a very successful, I think, in the construction industry, uh, right? We were in the sand and gravel business. Yeah, we had okay. a private business, you know, and I, I worked there from when I was, you know, 14 or 15 years old. And, uh, you know, I, I got a lot of, certainly got a lot of business help from my father, and just being around the business. It was it was it was a it was a learning experience uh, from yeah from when I was a small child. So certainly I went to I went to college here in Pittsburgh at Duquesne University. But yep. let's just say that my uh, my graduate degree was working in the family business. <laughs> very good. Right. And as I understand it, your dad uh, was was revered and, and very well known uh, on the circuit in motorsports. Everybody knew him and and, oh, yes. and loved to see him. Right. Sure. Oh yeah, he had his camera and would take people's pictures and what have you. But uh, oh yeah, he 
he, you know, he, he, he went, he came to Indianapolis in 1963 to a, uh, to an equipment auction. And he took the, uh, took the tour around the track in the bus in 1963. And he came back with a eight millimeter film of the, of Parnelli winning there. Ah. And, uh, and, uh, so that was really the, uh, the beginning of my racing career there. Yeah. Very good. What, and talk about how, how did you get into racing? I mean, what, what was that entree to really? Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was a little bit of that, you know, had did some go-kart racing and motor motocross motorcycles. And it was just a natural thing to go into cars. I, I graduated from, uh, from Duquesne. I turned 23 and I qualified for the Indianapolis 500 all in a 10 day period. Wow. 1982. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was fastest rookie in 1982. Wow. I've been what, there ever since. What was that experience like? I can only imagine coming to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, yeah, and then, a week out of college. That was a week out of college. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, uh, it was some pretty heady times, I'll tell you. Uh, it was some pretty heady times then. And, uh, you know, racing cars, it was a much different thing then than it is today. And, uh, you know, much more dangerous drivers getting killed and getting hurt yeah. and what have you. So, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was a different sport. Thank God that we brought in some of the safety, uh, initiatives in, uh, that, that, have, that have certainly helped the sport become safer and more accessible to many people. And, and uh, yeah. And, and like, like, uh, you know, makes it more accessible. You know, I remember a day when, women weren't even allowed in the garage area. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You can imagine that. And now we're, now we're, now we have, you know, we have women throughout the team now. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the the danger, which certainly still exists in the sport, the technology, the safety, all that is, is, is tremendous in in limiting that, but it still exists. Thinking back to when you started in those earlier, uh, earlier years, can you characterize for folks who maybe aren't that familiar with the sport, I mean, how dangerous it was and how you guys were, you know, you were really on the edge. I, I think most of the time, you know, out there, you know, trying to get those speeds up and those, uh, you know, win, win some of these races. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, and, and just take 1982, for example, Gordon Smiley was in the qualifying line, three cars in front of me. Wow. So uh, that was a, uh, a, a difficult time and a difficult thing to deal with. I mean, it was, it was a different time. And then a week later, uh, we had Jim Hickman pass away, who was the uh, rookie of the year in 1982 in Indianapolis. So we had two deaths in about three weeks, and yeah. um, so that was a that was a difficult time in the sport as well. Yeah. Um, as you look going forward, and certainly technology innovation part of the sport, I know PNC is a big um, supporter of, of your team, and I know. PNC and, and Ganassi Racing are involved in a um, an internship program to get uh, uh, women in motorsports, more women in motorsports, uh, and it's part of something that's happening uh, this month in Indianapolis. Can you talk about uh, talk about that and talk about the the importance of getting more women in motorsports and engineering and technical uh, sponsors in the sport? Well, like I said, Gary, earlier, you know, like I remember the days when women weren't allowed in the <laughs> in the garage area in Indianapolis. Now we're, you know, we're, we have women throughout the team and it's, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to drive some gender equality in, in motorsports and, uh, you know, motorsports is, it's, it's open to all and, and inclusive to all people. And, and, and you'd be surprised when you have a, a diverse workforce like that, how much, 
how much innovation that can spark. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, we've been missing something for a lot of years. So uh, we just want to inspire some young people, young women, uh, you know, through our work, in part B, bring these women in as part of a championship organization, expose them to it, and, uh, you know, give them an opportunity to, to pursue some, some specialized skills. That's the impetus. Yeah. Yeah. Chip, what's next for you? I know you're going to be battling for uh, any 500 championship, series championship, but any any bucket list things out there that uh, you're looking at uh, or want to accomplish here in the next uh, few years? Well, I don't know, Gary. I mean, I think we just, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the next 30 days right now, not, not, the next, <laughs> uh, not the next, not the coming years. You know, we have the, we're, 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 we're focused on the Indianapolis 500 coming up here at the end of the month. And uh, our, we, our total focus is on that right now. And uh, uh, we have, uh, so we're looking forward to, looking forward to, to coming to Indianapolis tomorrow and getting, getting our month of May started. Well, really appreciate uh, you taking the time to chat with us, uh, Chip. Uh, you were a fixture at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We're glad to have you back uh, certainly again this year. So good, good luck uh, at IMS and throughout the series as well. And again, thanks for joining us. Okay, great time. See you soon. All right. And thank you for joining us on this edition of the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. It's a weekly conversation with achievers in business, sports, entertainment, and beyond. And you can download all of our episodes and also get Indiana Business News 24-7. All you have to do is go to InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.